0: What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at
1: some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, breaking them all the way down.
0: up, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger. Uh, as you heard in the intro, this is John and Kevin, and we're very <laughs> glad that you're back with us. Kevin, I'm glad to see you. I'm happy that we're both back. Yeah, uh, definitely. What, what are you sipping on? We're drinking that Dickel. <laughs> we're sipping on the Dickel, Barrel
1: Select. <laughs> it's tasty. And, and it's delicious. It's A it's, um, Tennessee whiskey.
0: Yeah, it, it puts me in the mood for this movie that we're talking about. Um, particularly just because it seems like in every other scene, which, which is just full chock full of eighties excess and like yeah, businessmen yeah. in suits in back, like, um, like backdoor clubs and shit, drinking brown liquor from glasses. It seemed apropos. I dig it. Yeah.
1: And a special hello also to everyone, uh, who's listening to us on the last of the action heroes podcast network hey, what's up, guys. Yeah. Uh, happy to be here. Definitely. We've got a lot of old goodies on our own uh, Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger feed if you want to try to catch up on what you've been missing out on. Yep. Um, And then also, if you're listening to us on our feed, check out the podcast network. If you like what we're doing, then there's probably a whole lot of other stuff over there that you'll like. A lot of... A lot of Stallone love, which we abide. Uh, <laughs> we uh,
0: tolerate it. Barely. Yeah,
1: there's Dolph Lundgren uh, themed podcasts, the Golf themed podcast, yeah. Bruce Willis and James Bond. Uh, they're picking the Rocky movies apart minute by minute. I love over that. Over there. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you got uh, more spare time after you're done listening to us, check out the podcast networks. They're awesome. Got nothing but time. So, um, speaking of great. And by great, I
0: mean (laughs) mediocre. Acceptable. 80s Arnold vehicles. Yeah. This is a series. This is the third part of our series of
1: 1986's Raw Deal. Just by the very nature of Arnold's presence in the film, it elevates it yeah beyond you know if this was a Charles Bronson movie or some shit like that or Chuck Norris or whoever else was trying to kick ass and yeah I can imagine
0: with Charles Bronson or Chuck Norris this movie would just immediately look cheaper
1: if Charles Bronson had been like the Harry Shannon character or something that could have been cool if he had been been like a supporting like a passing the torch right
0: so I guess I'll get us caught up a little bit on what we loosely call a plot (laughs) So what passes for a plot in the the last act, Kaminsky, after having faked his death, infiltrates the Patrovita crime family. He's Mm -hmm. trying to ingratiate himself to Patrovita's number two, Roca. It's all a ruse. To the to the dismay of Roca's chief lieutenant, Max Keller. Uh, We also see that the Patrovita family is getting moved in on by this Polish gangster, Lemansky, who used to work for Patrovita, but Patrovita's not having that. This town is definitely not big enough for the two of us. Accurate. So um, so Kaminsky ingratiates himself, like gets his foot in the door by causing Lemansky some shit in one of his like underground casinos mm-hmm. and stealing his girlfriend's jewelry. And then... Upon meeting Rocco, we think that Max Keller tried to have Kaminsky killed in a back alley. <laughs> yes, and which was witnessed by some cops who we think are going to turn up later. We
1: guess. Yeah, they 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 crop up periodically whenever it's convenient. And then while Brenner slash Kaminsky was inside Joey Pussy Brenner, Joey
0: Pussy Brenner was inside the casino. Uh, Roca slash Patrovita's casino. He meets Monique, mm-hmm. who's just yeah. There are all kinds of red flags. This is a woman you should probably not <laughs> be trying to like talk to because she's not good with money. She's drinking. She's smoking. She seems kind of sad. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, by the end of the last chapter, Roca agrees to give Brenner. Joseph Pussy Brenner and <laughs> his audition to join the to join the troop the stakes it,
1: are high it's a, impress
0: a, us or we'll kill yeah, you impress us or you're gonna die and that basically gets us caught up
1: yeah did you get all that if not tough shit tough shit <laughs> drink your <laughs> bourbon and <laughs> We're shut <plowing> up we plowing forward <laughs> we gotta go uh, so as Kaminsky is waiting on the curb for his car to be brought around outside the club we've got uh, Monique comes walking out yeah I don't know what she's wearing. It was basically like a lingerie with a blazer over the top yeah, of it. That's sort of. It's a, yeah, low cut as hell. I mean, she was cutting a nice figure. Now her, yeah, she looks fantastic. So he asks her how she fared the other night when he seemed to have given her like roughly twenty thousand dollars in chips. Right on his way out the door, uh, she seems to indicate that she lost it all. Uh, I would say. I mean, I'd probably stop talking to her. Right. That is, we're talking big time red flags, like fucking degenerate gambler. Twenty thousand dollars, like in the span of a day or two. If she's got it, she's gonna lose it. Apparently. Uh, that's not great. So she sort of hints that tonight was more the same. Uh, Kaminsky suggests to her that she ought to find a different. (laughs) I love that. She ought to look for a different type of recreation. Yeah. You know, uh, he tells her basically. He tells her the exercise from tennis might make her feel better. It's like he is all about fitness, telling his women how they should diet and exercise. It's not a good look. No, it's it not. Doesn't, gonna, it doesn't go over well.
0: It's not charming. You, know, have you tried vacuuming. <laughs> that might make you feel better. What's for dinner?
1: <laughs> uh, so as her car pulls up, a taxi, she gives him like a long She's stare down. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to climb him like a jungle gym. She is forward and I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he sort of chuckles and tells that cabbie, we won't be needing you. Slips him a little bit of money and sends him on his way. That's great. She says to him, well, you're a real take charge guy. And then that saxophone riff like. Yeah. Women love that. Up. Or so wah, I've heard. Wah, wah,
0: wah, wah,
1: wah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cut to, I guess this is Monique's place. That's, yeah. I get that vibe as well. They're polishing off their third bottle of champagne. That is an awesome night. <laughs>
0: I love that. That is my speed right there.
1: I would be shit-faced. I
0: fucking love champagne. Yeah? I, yeah, like, when I have gone out with, like, some friend groups on occasion in bygone days where where some friends, like, maintained that, it's like, regardless of what, if, you, if you're drinking, as long as you separate each alcohol beverage that you have with a glass of champagne
1: Uh, in offsets.
0: Well, (laughs) sometimes they do say
1: like the fizzy can settle your stomach in some way, but it's like, that's the worst logic ever. It's like, (laughs) it's all mixing together. It's It's not like a a film. I'm just saying it's like champagne. (laughs) I love champagne. So so I'm assuming that he's probably had two bottles himself and she's probably had one. Like if they're, you know, he just ought to be putting away more than her. That's yeah. Would, two bottles would knock you on your ass. Yeah, right? two like I can drink two bottles of
0: wine in a night by myself. Shit, but that's like, like by the end of the second bottle, it's like I am drunk. Yeah, and I haven't done that in a long time, by the way. So if you're if you're listening, to this, don't be wor- don't be <laughs> worried about me. Those those days are over. send
1: help. <laughs> <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> uh, so Kaminsky seems to be making. Joke, a joke. Yeah. It's not funny, but he's talking about, you know, basically who needs sleeping pills when there's champagne? Yeah. Um, I guess. Okay. Then Monique says, Does that mean you're ready for bed? And I he awkwardly is like sort of delivers, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's like, he is ready to cheat on that wife or not. Right. I don't know, but they stumble towards the bedroom. This has all the makings of the worst sex ever.
0: Yeah, everyone's very giggly and staggering around and bumping into walls and shit.
1: I've never been blackout
0: drunk and had a good experience. No. Or even, even like, very drunk. Yeah. And so, had a great experience.
1: It's like, uh... So Kaminsky says, I like this. You know what I like about bedrooms? No, what? You almost always find a bed in there. <laughs> The funniest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> funniest joke she's ever heard. It works on Monique, but uh, she is ready. Yeah. She is prime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she starts to undress Kaminsky, and he passes out. He's like on giggling her. and then passing out. Yeah, her reaction to his physique seemed about right. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god!" When <laughs> she took you're his all shirt slow. off. Are you allergic to something? He looks like you're ready to explode. <laughs> um Man, the thud of his head hitting the shelves behind the bed was that was a it's good comedic. comic like a good comic moment.
0: Yeah, she's she's disappointed that he's passed out, but she
1: like gets him into bed and like throws his feet up there. So do you think okay, was it was it real or was he faking it so he didn't have to cheat? I think he Or was, do you think that was a legit I'm this drunk and I passed out? I think he's faking it. Me
0: too. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay I think that Arnold is superhuman and metabolizes alcohol so fast (laughs) that he's like, he can't get drunk. It
1: was like they said um, of Andre the Giant. Yeah. He could drink 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 a hundred beers and he just never got drunk. Uh, That's the life. I guess. No, I'm just kidding. That's an expensive life. life. That would be (laughs) terrible. So as Kaminsky is like snoring loudly in the bedroom, we got Monique. She's on the phone out in the room sort of rooting through uh, Brenner's pockets. Right. She's reading off numbers on different yeah. forms of ID, including his passport. Why he the fuck carries? is he carrying his passport around? I don't know. Okay. This is a shady bitch though. <laughs> yeah, she's for real. She's It's very, very weird. So she's, yeah, she's feeding the information, all of his details to someone on the phone. Uh, Kaminsky. Now he pokes his head out of the bedroom, still sort of making those snoring noises, which that makes me think, yeah, he was faking it. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, Monique is verifying that her, her recon work has wiped out a thousand dollars of her debt. Yeah, thousand dollars worth of dirty work done just now. Uh-huh. So she hangs up. Brenner ducks his head back in the bedroom. Right. It reminded me a little bit of um in that uh This is the end movie when Danny McBride is like oh, you yeah, yeah. he's like,
0: I hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just like I wanted him to say something. Yeah. So I hear, I hear you. Cut to. Petrovita is he on the phone with somebody right. having a coded conversation about the whereabouts of some missing keys that he needs to fix a broken water. Heater? Yeah. Apparently the call does
0: not go like you want it. Cause he's like <laughs> furiously slamming the phone down.
1: It's the worst coded message I've ever heard. Right. Like what the fuck is he a plumber? Right. I guess he's that's taking what I calls himself with his penthouse office about broken water. It's heaters? so
0: stupid that you, do, that he doesn't take that call himself. I don't care. No. It's so stupid.
1: Uh, yeah, I wonder if Watermaker like, was like, "I want to say more of these lines myself." He's the worst mobster I've ever seen. <laughs> he's personally making calls from his own office, Mister Petrovita. Why were you calling this law enforcement person? This huh? your le- listen to the tape. I just needed to ask about some missing keys so I could repair his water heater. Yeah, like you can't be making this call from your own office yourself. Presumably no. to this guy's no. like own house or whatever. Oh man! But so, uh, an angry Patrovita he slams the phone down. He tells Roca, "We gave a million dollars to our mole, you know, to give us the location of that informant. Yeah, that we Martilio. killed back in the cold open. So now he's playing dumb about the impounded money and drugs." Mm-hmm. Uh, Roca says, "You know, well maybe the mole just doesn't like." What petrovita has got planned? You know, for for the picture
0: that Harry painted of Roca, Roca seems like a very sensible guy. Yeah, Harry's like he's a bloodthirsty killer who killed for no reason, but Roca's like the only person in the movie that's got some sense.
1: Yeah, that's more like the Goon Keller is the is the just the maniac, right? Anyway, maybe they added another character into maybe the mix. Maybe, yeah, you're in a later probably draft right. or something. So, Patrovita, he says it doesn't matter because the mole is in it too deep to get out now. Right. Roca continues to try to talk him out of it, uh, but Patrovita's got his mind made up, basically. <laughs> I feel like there was such a missed opportunity here for, I, when I'm watching it as a cold viewer, I was thinking, like, oh, Roca's secretly working against Patrovita. Like, he's probably working with Lamansky to try to undermine Patrovita or something. Because this guy's out of control, and he... Needs to not be in charge anymore. Like, but that was this movie didn't have that sort of complicated thoughts on no. its mind, I don't think. No. Now, cut to Kaminsky and Keller, uh, they're rolling up to this bar, Kinks. It's like a gay club. Right. Uh, there's a drag show going on on stage, a lot of mingling in the crowd. I love it. They roll up, ask the bartender, where is this dude named Metzger? Yeah, we need to f- we need to see Metzger, please. The bartender's no help. Uh man, Kaminsky never not smoking a cigar. Oh, yeah. So they survey the scene here in the club. Keller spots uh, I guess Metzger. The Metzger guy, yeah. He tries to run, they f- they chase after him. Chase them upstairs. As they run
0: off, the bartender makes a quick call, like a very, we're like worried about this situation and makes a phone call.
1: Oh, did he make a call? Yeah. Okay. Maybe to the police? Yeah. That's, I think that's why. I've, All right. That makes some later shit make sense. So they burst into this dressing room. It's filled with like half dressed drag queens. This is your nudity. This is like Topless a Topless drag queens. See, I think this movie, like this is a little outside the box for this type of flick. Yeah. Right. Normally it would be a straight up strip club and this would be like another chance for some gratuitous nudity. But this movie is like, you know, zigging when you think it's going to yeah, zag or something. I like I'm into it. it. I, I like it a lot. Um, now Keller grabs Metzger, mm-hmm. tells him he hears that this guy has been giving money to Lemansky. Right. The guy basically says, look, Lemansky said he's going to burn the place down if I don't pay him. And uh, Keller's roughing him up. I love the moment he knocks him into like the, into the counter and a drink spills on Keller and then that makes Keller extra mad yeah Keller's gonna fucking kill like, him look like what you did shit. to me <laughs> yeah he like pulls a switch but he's like ready to kill the guy right Kaminsky steps in he takes charge I think clearly trying to avoid yeah, a more keeping, violent outcome yeah just keeping him away from Keller Kaminsky he grabs the dude and he slides him down the whole length <laughs> of the vanity there and he uh throws some red liquid on the guy's face I don't know if it's nail polish or yeah, that's, lip that's, liner so, or yeah, what I don't yeah. know he basically tells him, he shows his face in the mirror and he tells him, This is what you're going to look like when you're dead and uh. stop paying Lemansky. Then Keller leans in. He says, You know, when I burn this whole place down, you're going to be inside, pal. That's cold so blooded. That, they kind of work well together. Yeah. This duo. I thought. Yeah. I thought so like too. They played well off each other, you know, with some good two enforcers finding their rhythm. I kind of
0: <laughs> wish that there'd be a, like an, an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Robert Davy movie.
1: They could, yeah. They'd, they'd be great together. Uh, now, as they're leaving, though, clearly Keller was not happy. Yeah. He says, get in my way again and I'll kill you. And then Kaminsky says, I hope you're not your mother's only child. Mm. Uh, another kind of just shitty one-liner. Yeah. I, is it because I'm going to kill you and then your mom will be sad? Is that what it means? Let's just say that D'Souza was not in the writing room. Yeah. Whipping up The one-liners. The for jokes land this. at a pretty low rate in this but movie. But it's mostly Arnold's jokes that land flat. A lot of other people yeah. have great lines. I think he loses his rhythm. He had some good ones like when he was driving that tow truck earlier and he's like, oh, thank you very much. Like, can you please move out of the way there? When
0: he's being a little doofy, it works, but it's like there's a lack of kiss off lines in this movie as well. Yeah. It doesn't
1: have the Arnold vibes that we expect, I guess. the Commando vibes. Right. Um, I like this as they're leaving, the drag queens are tending to uh, the battered club owner. Yeah. And there's that like, Kind Poor of ca- coffee talk accent. Mr. Metzger, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, dude, I don't like that Schwarzenegger is shorter than Robert Davi. Right. That just, well, you know, he's supposed to tower among those around him, but you cast another tall guy with him and all yeah. of a sudden he seems normal He just seems
0: a regular guy.
1: So back on the dance floor of the club, Keller and Kaminsky, they bump into the cop. Yeah, Baker's back. Baker's there. He says, we got a call. There was some trouble brewing. They were there quick. Yeah.
0: They probably had the place staked out too. They're probably following yeah. around fucking See, Keller. That, that
1: shit would make more sense, right? That you, we were we were tailing you guys. Yeah, exactly. They're tailing Keller. I'm gonna assume that he's lying when he says we got a call. But no, he did from the bar. I t- mean, t- he says that, but how? I guess it got relayed to him. I just if you're the team that's on the stakeout, you're not responding to like disturbance calls. No, but I mean, if that
0: person calls whoever is working the case in the precinct and then they immediately relay the
1: call. I would still think they would send like a black and white because you don't want to tip your presence.
0: That's true. I I don't don't know. know. Yeah, I've also not, I've never investigated
1: a case before. (laughs) A mob (laughs) case. Baker, he calls Kaminsky by his name, like Joey P. Brenner. I love that. (laughs) Is it like... Yeah, as like says he's been mixing with bad company here. Yeah. Basically, you're hanging out with trash. Later on in the movie, I'm not to, not to give spoilers, but later on in the movie, the cop be outright says, "I always suspected you were a cop," uh-huh. you know, to Kaminsky. And now, if he thought that, there's no way he would call him. I think by name that, for all he knows, could be his real identity. Like, he doesn't know that Brenner's a fake, he right? Yeah, he, I guess he wouldn't just assume,
0: yeah, that he wouldn't assume that that's a false ID.
1: I just think that, boy, that could get him in trouble. If he had told these guys his name was Vito or something, then he's right. like, oh, it's Joey P. Brenner. Right. Anyway, uh, as they walk out, Kelly wants to know, how do you know that cop? And Kaminsky says, the cop, he stopped me in the alley after your goons tried to take me down. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, we go, cut to a very foggy golf course. Yeah. Uh, Lemansky's fumbling around in a sand trap. Not a good golfer. Major golf rules violations are happening too because <laughs> he keeps grounding his club right. in the sand trap. That's two strokes per time Shit. I think, and he's just like fucking around. Everyone, turn around! Don't watch me. <laughs> They're sort of. They seem to be discussing Kaminsky. Right. They're talking about the new guy working for Patrovita. Lemansky says he wants an example made of this guy. He wants it public and messy. He says that's kind of cutthroat. That's disturbing. Yeah. He continues to suck at golf. <laughs> just getting mad and throw. I love when he like chucks the club, just like
0: flings it. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: This it feels like a movie where someone says we need a rewrite to add more laughs, and they just added some really out of sort of context comedy. Yeah, to the movie. It's
0: it all the comedy. It's like when it happens. It's like I'm I'm so confused by this movie. But okay,
1: like it feels like there's just now we're making
0: him sort of a goofy doofus. Yeah, like Lomansky's a dork.
1: Yeah. So at night we got Kaminsky and Monique, they're arriving at this lavish party, mansion, lots of limos. Right. This looks like it's going to be fun. <laughs> Fucking unconvincing. Okay. <laughs> Monique is if complaining. You say so, tell right? your face. Well Monique <laughs> tell your face. <laughs> Monique is complaining that a lot of Patrovita's friends are a real pain in the neck. And he says, You're with the main man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. if you have any trouble you let me
0: know have you ever told someone you're with the main man <laughs> are you gonna make it with the main
1: man that is a strange thing to say you're with the main man inside uh. inside there's this <laughs> child i can't
0: tell if it's like a is it a child's birthday party i think so they're children having their picture taken by a professional photographer
1: like with this like it's red, sort of pageant makeup on like it's a like, it's a red carpet event. I can't tell what's yeah, happening this at the Yeah, child is striking poses in there for the photographer. I don't get it. Uh, Roka, it's a bat mitzvah? I don't know, I don't know no, man. these are it Italians. It couldn't be. No, it's like a, maybe it's like a, <laughs> whatever. It's not even a sweet 16 because that kid was young. Yeah, I don't get it. Whatever it is. The Roka approaches, tells Kaminsky that Vito would like to meet him. Immediately. Yeah. Like, you just got here. Boss wants to see Boss you. Boss wants to see you. He says... Be right back, which is almost an I'll be back. It's like there are three almost I'll be backs almost. in this movie. I don't know if that was tongue in cheek, if they knew they were doing it, but didn't want to fully have. commit. Had to have. Oh, man, just commit. Um, so as Roko walks Kaminsky away, a obviously drunken Keller appears. He asked that photographer to take a picture of the three of us. Then he strangely like puts his arm around Kaminsky's shoulder and tugs on his ear. That's a good way to lose a hand. <laughs> I feel like when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, well, John's not going to like that.
0: the way that Arnold jerks back, Is I was that like, you? that would have been me. I'd have been a like, motherfucker. What the fuck are you doing? We're about to brawl in yeah. the middle of this child's birthday party.
1: Kaminsky's not having it. No. I like the moment where Roca tells Keller he's having too much fun. Go eat something. I do, too. It's like, that's pretty good code talk for you're, like, you're drunk. Get your fucking shit drunk, together. You're drunk, bitch. <laughs> go go eat a snack. So Keller and Kaminsky, they bicker at each other some more as Roka's leading Kaminsky away. Man, if you're Roca and you appreciate Keller, there's just no reason to keep Brenner around. Agreed. Like, these two don't mix. Unless, unless Roca is the kind of guy that's literally
0: like, this guy's got some piss and bra- bravado. He he is somebody that I can use for something. He's fearless, I guess. And then, and then if he dies, I don't care.
1: I should also say, because I think we use Brenner and Kaminsky interchangeably, right. we should remind us listeners, those are the same person. That's both Arnold. That's like Brenner is his fake identity. Right. It's his double, triple or identity identities. or whatever the fuck <laughs> is going on here. Uh, now, Kaminsky and Roca they enter this nice, like, sort of wood-walled smoking has, room, like, sort of office. Yeah. Badass. Patrovita's in there lighting a cigar elsewhere. Keller is pushing up on Monique, asking her for information on Brenner, which she doesn't seem to have. Right. Uh, Keller. Then Keller's like, I want you. She's and like, yeah, we tried. Monique. That. Yeah. Interesting little backstory. Apparently Monique and uh, Keller used to be an item. They used to bone. It didn't work out.
0: I, I, I got the, like her saying, you remember we tried that. And I wondered, if it's like they tried to fuck. And maybe he couldn't get it up. (laughs) Oh, he's impotent. Could be.
1: There's some, there's some under things going, some things going on under the surface with Keller. He's got inferiority issues. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, so clearly the cocaine. True. Kills an erection. I don't know anything about that. Nor do I. (laughs) Now clearly, I guess it was Keller that had her spying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Keller says, you know, I'll wipe out your debt if you go home with me. Yeah. Even more than the thousand dollars you were asking for. I'll wipe out all your debt. I wonder how big her debt is. Tens of thousands of dollars. She might consider that deal. But uh, (laughs) back in the office, Patrovita is more or less doing a job interview. Right. Uh, Again, collection of prescription bottles. Right. On his desk. Maybe he's got a prostate issue. Just a strange subplot that didn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah, he's, got, like, he's got Flonase, or what else has he got in there? What's yeah, that shit that you had to heart, for the swollen uh, prostate? He's probably
0: got a heart, uh, like
1: a. Yeah. He's got
0: blood pressure medication in there. There's it's probably just all like routine maintenance
1: for an old guy. All it's sorts amazing. of shit that a seventy year old guy needs. Yeah, exactly. I get it. There's no Viagra at that point, but nah. he's got the equivalent, yeah. <laughs> the '80s equivalent, yeah. just some sort of methamphetamine. Exactly. Uh, so, Patrovita wants to know why this Brenner guy is why you bounced around so much. Right. Kaminsky slash Brenner says moving around is safe when you, you know, you don't have a group that can protect you. Yeah. Uh, Patrovita wants to know if you've killed anybody before. Kaminsky says, yeah. More than one. Yeah, three. You want names and addresses. I
0: love that the look. Like Patrovita takes this long, long look
1: at him after he says that and he's like, smart, I like. Smart ass, I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love when a uh, I love the confidence of an old mob guy because he yeah. kind of sort of came and he got in his face. Oh, yeah. Even though this dude would snap him in half, yeah. you know, but he's like, you're not going to touch me. I'm like the Don. Right. Well, uh, if you touch me, you're not going to get out of the house alive anyway. So Comiskey just sort of smirks at this. Patrovita tells him to leave so I can talk with Roca alone. Right. He's got a man. As we said, he's got a contr like. He's got a confrontational interview style. <laughs> that's not how you necessarily land jobs no, no. by insulting the boss. Nope. Um after Kaminsky leaves, Petrovita says, you know, I'm still not sure about this, Brenner. Tells Roka not to let him get too far in, not too far too fast. Right. Petrovita says, I want to see what he's made of. If he's no good, you know, we'll use him for something dirty and then just and dump him in the pit. And that and that's kinda that's kind of why I feel like
0: even Roca from the beginning is even entertaining this. It's like, he he has no intention of getting rid of max. It's yeah. just like, if this guy can be used for something that I don't want to
1: touch, mm-hmm. why not have him handy? Kaminsky is like getting into high cotton now. Yeah. You know, totally. he's like getting in deep. So, totally. uh, Keller, he's running off a whole bunch of prints of the photo that he's, you know, had he's taken like with like printer. Is paying like,
0: 10 cents a copy.
1: He was, I think he was in the I think I feel like he was in the nightclub office he was. running Xeroxes. Yeah. Why so many prints though? Who's he handing them all out to? The pictures were weird too. There was like no background. And w- was it only the two of them? Like he yeah. cropped out? Roka? He cr- I don't know what happened. It looks like he
0: cropped out Roka so Roca couldn't be in the picture. Yeah, it was just it was odd. He's he I like the thought of like Max <laughs> like at a table with like some scissors, like uh-huh. cutting and like pasting to make it. Blake like Joker
1: when he was cutting yeah. those pictures of uh, oh Vicky Vale. Yeah, exactly. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Mm, hard to stay inside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are at a clothing store in the mall. Right. Monique is trying on outfits for Kaminsky. He's saying all the right bullshit. Oh, yes. I love this. It's They're my taste. Great on you. Talking to how much he likes to watch her indecisively try on dresses—every uh, man's uh, favorite activity. No, no, this is fine. I'll sit right here. This is my favorite thing to do. Meanwhile, Lemansky goons are just strolling through the mall, and they spot. Uh, Kaminsky. Yeah, they're like eating snacks and stuff. Yeah. So it's like they... I don't think they were there looking for him.
0: Or maybe they were, but they had been for some time. Like They, they hit knew the he was court? at the mall. all I, I don't have any I don't think that's idea. even
1: possible. I, I'd like to imagine they were just in there to hit the Orange Julius or something, and then it's like, <laughs> hey, look, it's that fucking guy. I, I
0: get the feeling that they were tailing him. And lost but, him, maybe? But lost him, and they're like, Let's go to the Sbarro. We'll troll
1: them all until we find them. We're going to go hit the Panda Express. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. An authentic Chicago slice from Sbarro. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. They enter the store. They toss their food trash into the fountain that's in the store like a couple of fucking absolute animals. (laughs) It's another weird flex. It's like, (laughs) fuck this store. Fuck this fountain. (laughs) Uh, Kaminsky, it's so weird Kaminsky's like Trying to buy the store From She's a She's like I, I don't know Which one He's like I'll get, get them Both Get for them you. both The goons Bottle roll her. up Kiss her goodbye Shithead what? He says and then The music kicks in Yeah It's fucking killer man Kaminsky tells the manager, I like this moment, call security. She's just kind of there like, uh, uh, and then Monique's like, dial, dipshit. Yeah, it's (laughs) awesome. I like that.
0: There's some good lines in this scene.
1: I can't like, I can't always tell if I dig Monique's style or not, but I I kind of like a take charge Yeah, she's funny. So Kaminsky just starts kicking ass. Yep uh Monique's helping too I like that she like plucked the arm off a mannequin and just sort of wailing on one yeah. of the guys uh she's got moxie man it's a dude over the head with like a potted plant that's that shot where she swung the mannequin arm and like knocked stuff right into the camera lens was like a cool shot yeah I liked it um yeah there's the funny moment where the two like women shoppers in the store bump into each other and the one's like out of my way bitch
0: I love that <laughs> that was so awesome <laughs> so awesome. Know, there's some good little I wonder laughs. if that was like improv Like if she was like, out of know. my way,
1: bitch. That's <laughs> so good. It. Now Kaminsky tossed the one guy through the glass door. Right. Then he dunks the ringleader in the fountain. Uh, Kaminsky and Monique run out of there with Monique like scooping up an armful of clothes. The ever
0: enterprising Monique. Yeah.
1: Like, it's so hard to find my size. And this is another moment that Ebert singled out where he mentioned like, this dude had been thrown through a glass door. There's glass everywhere, and a guy laying out there in the in the in the walkway, and mall patrons are just stepping over him like he's not there. <laughs> Trash. It's weird, man. This is Chicago. This is this the Chicago way. It's a Chicago way. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. <laughs> so at Patrovita's club, the Don and Roca, they're debating how are we going to recover our lost money and drugs. In the previous episode, I don't know if we mentioned there was a big raid on one of his like stash houses and he lost a hundred million dollars worth of shit. Right. Drugs and money. Yep. So there's a cleaning service hard at work. (laughs) The logistics of this shit always like confuse me in movies. Like, does he hire a, like an evil cleaning crew or is it just some cleaning crew or this is the hotel, the Allerton's cleaning crew? That's a, a great question. You don't just discuss this shit, though, in front of outsiders. I feel like he probably owns the
0: Allerton Hotel. Is, mm, like, he's got it like I, that. I always, or, well, that's not, that probably not entirely true, because I doubt that Al Capone owned whatever
1: hotel he was living in in Untouchables. But he'd, like, take out a floor like, of the yeah, exactly, hotel or something? Exactly, like.
0: Like a few suites of rooms.
1: I mean, it might be that sort of thing where the hotel is like, you know, you wash our hands, we'll wash yours, sort of yeah. thing. One hand washes the other. Like, exactly. you're running out a floor yell, we'll clean up the basement exactly. for you. Yeah. But you would not be discussing your criminal no. conspiracies in, in, front of, in front of the front of vacuum the guy. No. <laughs> um, Pat Travita, he's referencing the mole that they have again. Right. He said, you know, I've been told by our mole that all the drugs in the cash are being stored at a police precinct. And that soon it's going to be moved away, so we're going to lose our window to steal it all. Right, Kaminsky, who they don't really trust, right. has entered. Uh, this is where they're he's still talking in, about all that shit in front of a guy they don't trust. This is where
0: Kaminsky's sitting there drinking his mimosa.
1: <laughs> it was either that or a screwdriver or like a I, tequila sunrise. I, 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 I want to believe that it's a mimosa. <laughs> Maybe it's just sunny delight. It's sunny It's not the purple stuff. The California
0: California style.
1: <laughs> Fuck that California style. Give me that Florida style, baby. Uh anyway, yeah. Rok is trying to convince him this is a bad idea, you know. Patrick Vita makes this offhand reference to ten million dollars worth of shit got stolen in New York last week, which I was like thinking, is that like French a French connection reference? Interesting. Because um, that I was like a this, thing where there was an inside job. I feel like this movie makes a lot of
0: references directly and indirectly to old movies. Could like be whether it's because, like, like the script ways, might have ways, been on the shelf for ten years. Ways for one. that scenes are set up and things are very reminiscent
1: of older classic movies. True. So Roca, he's telling Petrovita, "This is a pipe dream." You know, yeah. this the it's going to be full of cops. It's at yeah. a police station. Again,
0: he's trying to be the stringer bell of the operation.
1: Yeah, yeah he's like, like the wise, yeah. the wise uh, <laughs> sage. So Kaminsky chimes in says you a bomb well you know make a bomb threat basically the building will be evacuated the guys are skeptical that the police would buy it Kaminsky says yeah but not if you make them think there's a bomber out here that's like trying to blow up police stations Patrovita turns his back, and this huge grin this spreads on his face. This is the best idea Patrovita's ever heard. <laughs> Finally, someone who
0: gets it. <laughs> someone who's as crazy as I am. Uh, Maybe Patrovita's. I like that. Patrovita's on like prednisone, and the prednisone's yeah. making him crazy. I think he's at the end of his life cycle. He's yeah. like a hornet or a bee I just or something. Think that he's <laughs> got like a nasty urinary tract infection or something. And <laughs> like the prednisone's just making him act erratic. Could be
1: his blood pressure's like <laughs> yeah. bottomed just out. Just like fuck. Cut to, impressive. So we cut to. There's a couple of guys posing as vending machine stalkers entering this police station. Got to say the the guy, the lead vending machine guy great actor. Dude, he was selling it. He yeah. was like method with his shit. Totally believed him. You guys bigger on potato or corn chips? Guys down at the 6 they're not a big fan of the corn. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Yeah, he was selling the shit out of that uh, ruse. So good. Um, so the guy, he plants a bomb inside the soda machine. It's like, like on like, a can of Fanta or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> with a 9-volt <nine> battery <laughs> taped to it. And they skedaddle out of there. Right. Driving the Joe Walker Snacks Sales bread S-M-A-X. van. Yes
0: of the Tom's company a so, yeah. Tom's representative
1: so now we got the tense music builds until the bomb goes off it blows out the windows of the building but a fairly modest explosion which right. I think was the point yeah um, later Harry Shannon who we haven't seen in a minute he's surveying the damage with some forensics guys or ATF or yeah. whoever that would be right uh, Harry is saying it doesn't appear that the culprit intended much damage I love <laughs> him just inviting himself to the crime <laughs> I scene I like the guy's like what the fuck are you doing here, Harry? He's (laughs) like, you invited yourself here to downplay the seriousness of it. Then, yeah, you said the guy is like points out the obvious. What the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm just here to confirm. It's not a case for the FBI. Did you, did you jot down what he said? uh, He's like, I'm just hoping that some oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pro-life whale loving terrorist <laughs> didn't do this. So the Bureau doesn't have to get involved I meant to take a note
0: down that they was, like making fun of Greenpeace. Yeah. It's like
1: on some Ronald Reagan shit. Whale loving terrorists <laughs> 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 who, who only a fucking hippie would My love those whales. Terrorists have changed. Right. Um, now Baxter enters. And he and Harry start exchanging pleasantries. It's even more strange that Baxter's here. He's like a Agreed. state's attorney or yeah. a U.S. attorney. It or doesn't some make shit. any
0: sense that Baxter would be there at
1: all. Or it, or does it? Bomp, bump, wah. Anyway, Baxter. He's asking, you know, what's the verdict? The forensic guy tells him, "You guys need to get leave. Yeah, so like, we th- can work." Uh, Harry asks Baxter, "How's the Petrovita case going?" Baxter. Uh, he says, "Petrovita. He's going to run out of options before we run out of patience." And then Harry says, "I'm already out of patience." Right. He's got like a bad habit of tipping his hand. Yeah, big time. It was uh, just the fury inside. Like I think of him at the, at the scene where his son was dead. I want them all dead. They're dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, this could be used against you later in yeah. court. Uh, he no one heard that, right? <laughs> so uh, he's a grieving father. Leave him alone. Yeah, Baxter says, you know. I thought you were off the case. And Harry says, I've got hours outside of work. I never (laughs) sleep, motherfucker. (laughs) Harry, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At the bare minimum, he's hinting that there's like some extrajudicial shit going on. He should have just said, I was driving by on my way home from work. Or I I heard this happened. I wanted to make sure everyone's okay. I guess he's stationed in Chicago. Yeah, that's sort of what I, that's the vibe I got too. Anyway, like, yeah, he's just like, the fact that he's here hinting that he's doing some shit off the books has the potential to wreck any legit case they could have yep. against Pat Travita. I get that he thinks he can trust this guy, Baxter. Right. But Baxter is literally the only possible mole that we've met so far. Correct. So anyway, Baxter cautions Harry. He says, be careful. There might be wheels in motion that you don't know about. Uh, Harry says, my guess is whatever you've got working won't work. Ooh. Baxter burn says, we're doing all we can. And Harry says, well, I'm just, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing too, man. So Baxter says, hey, look, buddy, we just both want the same thing. Justice. Fuck justice.
0: Which is exactly <laughs> what you want to hear every law enforcement <laughs> officer say. It's
1: amazing. I feel like in the real world when all the dust is settled, Harry would definitely be in jail. Yeah. Over what's happening oh,
0: 100%. here. 100%. Yeah. You
1: can't do this shit.
0: Well, well yeah. yeah. hope. <laughs> Crimes of passion. You can't yeah, this is not how law enforcement works. But
1: anyway. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a discussion for Episode four. Yes, yeah, so I think we've we've wrapped this section up, but uh we'll be With back. A nice neat little bow. The, the the movie's about to pick up steam. Yeah so uh hold next on next week. Your asses. Yeah, next week we'll take you a little bit farther. We'll be back. Once upon